Hey everybody, how are we all doing? Welcome back to another episode of Let's Peel and Heal. Can you believe we're already up to episode four? Time has flown by. I cannot believe we're already here. If you haven't been here before, welcome. My name is Jess and I'm your host for this podcast. Today, we are going to be diving in deep into the concept of body image and I want to talk about my experience with body image and how I used to be so self-conscious, I used to really struggle with accepting what I looked like and you know, I just I just was very insecure to now where I am I love myself. Like I I'm so happy with how my body is because I look th- the way I am for me and I've really transformed my whole mindset and transformed so much about myself. So I want to dive into that and discuss that. You know, hopefully you guys can relate or I can help someone who's struggling with the things that I were. But before we get into that, I think I should give you a bit of a life update. Um, If you haven't already listened to my last podcast episode, what are you doing if you haven't? But if you did, you would know that I wanted to buy a surfboard and I did it. I went and I bought a surfboard. It's seven foot. It's pink. It's got a really cute pattern on it. I love it. But it was a whole ordeal trying to get that surfboard. Oh my days. I can't even describe how frustrated I was. Not, not, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll explain it a little bit. But first of all, costed me an arm and a leg. It was expensive. So I went into the shop. I was like, oh, can you help me to this guy? And he did. He picked out this beauty for me. I was like, sweet, let's do it got some car racks because I like, obviously a seven foot board is not going to fit into my little Toyota Corolla is it no so yeah I got some racks went out to my car and was like sweet I got this I took a look at the instructions and I was like bruh I need some help like what's the bet I'll do it really poorly be driving and then my surfboard just flies off flies away, breaks, smashes into a car, like that would happen to me. So I was like, no, I should get some help, especially for something like this. So I went back into the store and I was like, can you please help me? And the guy was really nice. He came out and he put the racks on for me, which was really good. So then, you know, I was really happy. I drove off to the beach because I went straight from the surf shop to the beach. I was not wasting any time. Hadn't even unwrapped the surfboard at this point get to the beach was like yeah let's get the surfboard off let's go surf do you think I could get the surfboard off the racks do you think I could do that no I could not for the life of me get the surfboard off the top of my car I genuinely think I was struggling for about 20 minutes before I was like no I need some help I even looked up so the racks on my car they're like they're they're not like plastic hard racks which I thought that I would be getting. Um, They're like rope, like flat rope. Think of like a plain buckle. Um, That's what we're working with, but just minus like the, minus the steel clipping and replace that for just like a, like rubber. 
but it's just the tightening and the loosening. That's all it is. So you just like tighten on the board and then you you loosen the board to get it off. So that's what we had. And the guy made it look so easy to get on. I was like, oh, I'll be sweet getting this off. Didn't even ask how you actually take it off. I was like, how hard can it be loosening a buckle? So yeah, it was hard and I could not do it. I was really, really struggling and I eventually, yeah, I was like, I need to ask somebody. I had looked up on Google how to unloosen a buckle, how to unloosen surf racks, but all that came up was how to tighten them, how to put the surfboard on. I was like, no, I don't need, I don't need to know how to do this. So yeah, I eventually asked this couple and they were really lovely and they helped me Within like 30 seconds, the surfboard was off my car and I was like, bro, where were you 20 minutes ago when I needed you? But no, I'm really grateful that they helped me. And and the guy said to me, he was like, oh, you owe me a free surf lesson for that. And I was like, mate, trust me, once I learn how to surf, you're on. (laughs) But anyway, where, yeah, so that was really, that was really nice of them. So then I headed down to the beach and... I unwrapped the board because I hadn't even unwrapped it yet. Realized that, oh yeah, I have to put the fins on because obviously you need them. And do you think I could do it? No. It literally took me like 45 minutes, I think, to put these fins on because I just had no idea what I was doing. I was cramming them, like cramming these fins into the holes. Realized, well, you need to screw off these little bolts because I realized that because I found a little like screwy thing and I was like oh god like there was no instructions as well so I was really yellowing it but 45 minutes later I eventually got it I I had done it somehow it took me so long and then I had to put the foot like the leg rope on and that was a whole ordeal as well I didn't know what I was doing I did it wrong because it came off in the water straight away but I think I put it on right this time I I have no idea But from the time I parked my car to then getting my surfboard off my car, walking down to the beach, putting the fins on, putting the leg grip on, touching my foot in the water, that took me an hour and a half to do that. It took me so long. Mind you, my car park spot was only like three hours. So I only had half the time to surf and I needed that time because I had no idea what I was doing. I haven't surfed since I was in like year 10, which was three years ago or something. That's a long time. So really my goal was to just get a feel of my body on the board. And so I spent my time basically just trying to get on the board rather than stand up at all. I can't do that yet, but we'll get there. We'll get there. It's all about persistence. But I I think I, I knelt, kneeled. I don't even know if that's English. I kneeled once on the board in that whole session but again persistence we're good we're chilling I do have to say though the waves were terrible they were shocking I was getting smushed and mushed and and drowned and thrown around and slaughtered out there like they were brutal so after a while I admitted defeat I was like this is just not for me this is not not today the waves are just terrible it was so windy as well so obviously I didn't pick a good day to go surfing well let's just face that it was kind of my own fault but I was just so excited that I bought the board that I was like I gotta go 
So then I was like, all right, we'll, we'll go home and we'll, we'll return another day and it will be better. I think about two days later, I go back for another surf. I genuinely think the waves were even worse than the first time. They were so intense. I couldn't even go up very deep because I was just getting absolutely slaughtered out there. Like I was getting dumped and they were not good beginner waves. Five minutes with him being in the water, I looked down at my wrist. My Apple Watch was gone, disappeared, never to be seen again. Yes, I wore my Apple Watch in the ocean. Yes, I lost it. I doubt if you're listening to this, I'm really sorry. I made a mistake. We moved past it. I understand what I did wrong. Lesson learned. Don't wear valuable things in the ocean. So, devastated. I definitely was devastated. But after getting just, like, dumped and and thrown around and then losing my Apple Watch, I was like, nah. I'm admitting defeat again. We're going home. So I guess it's kind of been my own fault that I haven't really checked the surfing conditions, but I don't really know what to look for. Like, I don't know what's good surfing weather. So I downloaded a surfing app and all these past couple days have been like, the conditions have been really poor for beginners. So I haven't been surfing, but I think that's supposed to be good tomorrow. I heard that on the news. So I might go for a surf tomorrow. We'll see. We'll see if I have the confidence to get out there. But yeah, that's a little update for you. I also changed my nose piercing into a nose ring, which I did that, I think, a week ago. So the last episode, I had a nose ring. But I really, really, really like it. I think it's really cool. So I'm vibing with that. I feel like it really screams Gold Coast gal. And I've changed all my jewelry to gold as well. So we're vibing. Everybody's also been telling me I'm really tanned at the moment, which is great because I used to be so pale. Being tanned is like one of the best feelings ever. My confidence is like, whoo, through the roof. Anyway, today's topic, body image. I wanted to touch on this topic as well because I feel like body image and low self-esteem and being insecure is something that every single person struggles with, whether it's for a long period of time in their life or for a really short period of of time in their life. But I feel like it's something that girls, boys, men, women, like everybody struggles from this sooner or later in their life. So I feel like it's such a big topic. It's such an important topic and almost like it's a bit of a problem in our society. So I feel like I want to give my thoughts, feelings about it all and yeah, let's dive in deep. So I guess from a young age, I grew up as quite a chubby child. Like she had a bit of cheese on her, I'm not going to lie. And it 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 was past baby fat. Like it was it was past that that cuz obviously you know kids grow up with a bit of chub, that's normal, but I mean it it I had passed that point. Like it was, it was on me, you know, it wasn't just baby fat anymore. It was, it was cheese. It was chub. I was a chubby kid. I'm just going to say it right now. No shame. That's who I was. So I guess I didn't really feel like I fit in because of that. And I also was quite a hairy child as well. Thanks dad. Um, but you know, I had really, really, really hairy legs and really hairy arms and I still have really hairy arms. 
I refuse to shave them. Firstly, because if I shaved them, where would I stop? I would just have to shave my whole body because it does, like the hair doesn't just stop at, stop at my shoulder. You know, it's, it's, it goes everywhere. Like she's, she's got a bit of body hair, but you know, it's normal. Nothing, nothing to, to be ashamed of, but yeah, I had really hairy legs and I was ashamed of that back then 100% because I feel like so many people didn't. Some some people are just blessed and they don't have really like a lot of body hair, which again, it's not something to be ashamed about. If you have it, you have it. Don't try and spend your whole life like covering it up by shaving every five seconds or waxing or threading. It's exhausting I mean, I shave my legs, but that's just because it makes me feel good. You know, I'm not really thinking about others anymore. Mind you, I haven't shaved my legs in a while. (laughs) So I should probably do that because when I don't do it, I kind of just feel like a slob. So I don't really know how I got into talking about my shaving routine. But anyway, she moral of the story is she was a bit of a hairy child. And, you know, I was ashamed of that because kids can be mean. They can like make fun of you for it. And you know, I remember this one boy in my primary school, he used to make fun of my mustache and it made me so insecure. So now I always shave it. But that's not just because of him. It's just because I don't like having a mustache. Like that doesn't really appeal to me. But yeah, so I I never really felt like I fit in because I always felt I always felt like I was a little bit of an outsider in a sense because, you know, I wasn't as slim as the other girls. I was quite hairy. Like it I I didn't I didn't see myself as like a normal, normal child in that kind of sense. I remember, so I went to a really small primary school and we would do lots of little activities. Like when I say small, I mean small. My year six class, I think we had about 18 year six kids. We literally had to get five year five boys to come in because we didn't even have enough kids for a whole year six class. Like it was a small school. So we got to go on like lots of little activities and adventures and we went to quite a couple of water parks like little water parks and I remember every time we would have to go on like a water slide the like lifeguard probably would make us weigh ourselves in front of everybody to see it was probably back then to see if if we were heavy enough to go on the slide because I can see that if a kid was too light then they would maybe get stuck I can't really see if it was to be too heavy because I feel like if you're on a water slide, you know, you're making it for like a heavy person kind of thing. If it's like, it can be for adults. Like, I don't think it was just a kid's slide. Even if it was, I don't think any of us were that heavy. You know what I mean? So I don't, I I understand it was, it was definitely from a safety point of view, but I feel like that was such a poor, like it was so poor on their behalf. I feel like it could have been done so much better. And in a much less, you know, shameful way because, you know, getting people to weigh themselves in front of a whole group of people, especially if they hate the number on the scale, if they're struggling with their self-esteem, if they don't like their bodies, like that is detrimental. And it was detrimental to me. I used to to despise that because it was so embarrassing. I thought I was going to be made fun of. I was so afraid that people were going to see the number on the scales and think differently of me. Obviously, I knew I had a bit of cheese, so I knew that the number on the scale would be higher than others and I was so afraid that I was going to be judged and made fun of and I don't even know like I used to always go to the back of the line so people wouldn't see my number and I feel like at that age the number on the scale is so 
like it matters kind of you know kids are always asking oh how much do you weigh how much do you weigh and you know I used to always say like I wouldn't even know I don't even know the last time I weighed myself and all this stuff like I used to just pretend like I didn't know when I did because I weighed myself constantly but yeah like kids can be mean about it you know they care they think that you know the higher the number is the you know you should lose weight like you're fat that's so embarrassing ha 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 like you're fat and all this shit like kids are mean and I guess I don't really know any different like they don't really understand how that's like detrimental to someone's you know self-esteem like kids will be kids they have a lot of learning to do so you can't put all the blame on them but um yeah so I was terrified of that and like I said it just made me feel really 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 insecure and that kind of forms my obsession as a kid with trying to lose weight and and trying to be skinny I was so fixed on that concept of being skinny it was literally embedded in my brain I was like you have to be skinny. You have to be skinny to be successful. You have to be skinny to be happy. You have to be skinny to be worthy, to fit in, to be good enough, to be like so many different things. And it took me to some like pretty like, like to, it took me to do some pretty shit things. Just like sad things, I would say. Like the fact that I did these things as a kid and I, I'll, I'll, let me, let me dive into that. Okay. From a very young age, I would like count my calories I downloaded the app my fitness pal and mind you I had literally no concept of calories at that point in my life like I I I didn't really understand how much you needed you know nowhere in my brain was calorie deficit calorie maintenance nothing about that I was just I had it in my head that okay the lower the calorie intake the less food I eat the higher chance I will be skinny because I'll lose weight from not eating enough. That's what I had in my head. So the number I would have like put as my goal in my fitness pal of calories per day would, would have been so like unhealthy, so unattainable because obviously I can't, you can't like stick to a number so low. You're not fueling yourself. You need to eat. Like, you know what I mean? So I would count my calories and that made me like have a really bad relationship with food because I, it caused me to see food as, you know, a number and like a chore that I would have to put into this little program rather than just eat because it tastes good, because it makes me feel good, because I see food as fuel. Like I hadn't gone through enough life experience to see it that way. So I don't blame myself for what I did, but yeah, I, I saw it as, you know, as a number, like you can't eat that because that's got too many calories. You can eat this like rice cake because this has got no calories, you know? So yeah, I also, you know, would work out secretly in my bedroom because I didn't want my family to, to see. I didn't want them to know I was working out. I didn't want them to know that I was insecure about how I looked. And looking back, I'm like, I get where I was coming from because, you know, obviously, you don't want your family to know that you don't like what you look like. That's, you know, that's awkward. And, but also like my family would have been happy for me to know that I was moving my body and, and, you know, working out, getting fit kind of thing. But I, but it, I guess it wasn't really for the right reasons. So that's kind of why I hid because it was because I hated what I looked like rather than moving my body for enjoyment and moving it because it makes me feel good. 
So I used to do like ab work exercises in my bedroom and like look up, you know, how to get abs in 10 minutes, how to get abs in three days, how to lose weight overnight, how to, you know, quick fix, lose weight, be skinny, flat stomach, all this stuff. And oh my God, I used to look it up all the time. And one time, you know how low I got one time? I literally, I don't even know how I accessed this as a child. Like this is terrible to have to be, for me to be able to access this when I was so young. I saw that if you glad wrapped your stomach and slept in it overnight, like you would be slim in the morning. So you know what I did? I grabbed, I, why was that like an accent? I grabbed out a roll of cling wrap or what did you, what do you call it? What's the other word for it that I was, oh, glad wrap, cling wrap, same thing. And I wrapped it around my stomach multiple times because I was like, well, this will work. I'll be skinny in the morning. Life will be great. But like, what the actual fuck? Seriously, Jess, what the actual fuck was I thinking? That is so dangerous, first of all. Second of all, it's so sad that I got to that point in my life where I, where I thought that this was the answer. This is how I'm going to be happy, you know? Like I was so desperate to have a flat stomach so I could I could feel accepted, so I could fit in, so I could, you know, be okay with what I looked like that I wrapped my stomach in glad wrap. And I remember I went and said goodnight to my mum. And obviously, if you have that much glad wrap around your stomach, it's going to make noise. And she was like, what's that noise? And, you know, she eventually saw or found out that I had wrapped my stomach. And she was like, you know, take that off right now. What are you doing? Which, like, from my mum's point of view, she'd probably be like, what the fuck? (laughs) I was so obsessed with the idea of being skinny that it really took me to some crazy lengths. I also remember my stepsisters, they gave me all their hand-me-down clothes. And there was one pair of shorts in particular that they gave me. They were way too small for me. Way too small. And I used to try them on every single like couple days, every week. And if I didn't fit into them, which of course I didn't, they were way too small for me. I was like, nope, you're not worthy. You're not good enough. You're not trying hard enough. Do more, be better, lose more weight, get a flatter stomach. You're useless. You're a failure. Like, what are you doing? I used to constantly say all that stuff to me, to myself. Because I didn't fit into these shorts that were too damn small for me anyway. Like it was so unrealistic for me to fit into those shorts. And I I just would constantly like bombard myself with all this negative self-talk. And then I eventually got to the point where, yes, I did fit into those shorts because I like starved myself and I and I didn't eat and I was unhealthy and you know I didn't I wasn't treating my body well enough and I eventually fit into those shorts and I think I was happy for about five minutes and then the satisfaction left and then I and then I was back to feeling shit about myself back to feeling useless unworthy fat not good enough because I'd said that to myself for so long of course I'm gonna believe it of course I'm gonna think that that's what I actually am like and then I guess yeah I I I believed it and you know, then I was like, well, I need, obviously need to get smaller. I need to get skinnier. I need to do this. I need to do that because I'm still not worthy. I'm still not good enough. Like I need to change. I can't be myself. Like, like, no, no, no. And it was just a constant cycle and it was exhausting. I also remember I used to constantly take 
progress pictures in the mirror. Like I would always just lift up my shirt every day, just random points in the day, look at my stomach, examine my stomach, examine myself. And I would constantly take process pictures and, and, and mind you, I took process progress pictures like probably every second day expecting to see a change when all I was doing was starving myself you know not eating enough and then you know I'd probably like relapse and I would you know binge and eat like a whole tub of ice cream and chips and lollies and stuff because I wasn't starving myself and it wasn't uh, because I was starving myself and it wasn't healthy and 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 it wasn't sustainable. And so it was just a constant cycle. And the fact that I would take progress pictures like in like such a short time, not allow for any change. And I wasn't seeing progress because I wasn't looking after myself. I felt so shit about myself. It was just a constant reminder that you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. Like you're, you're, you're useless. Like you're worthless. What are you doing? Like try harder, be better, do something. And that like all those things made me so insecure about myself. I hated what I looked like. It was, I had such a bad relationship with food. I just didn't see myself as worthy, good enough. I was so insecure, had such low self-esteem, no confidence, was so ashamed to be in my own skin, which is like so sad at such a young age. And I remember I in primary school we did like productions like we put on plays and I I was it was the production was called Kids at Sea and I was a sultana which I know what you mean a sultana like I was I was not a dried up grape I don't really understand what a sultana meant in that kind of context but I was like a like a little genie kind of thing anyway we had white t-shirts like white little shirts from I think they bought them from like Best and Less they were tight and I remember I was about like a size 14 at the time. I think the shirt that I was given was about a size 10. And all the other girls fit into it. And it was so, so, so tight on me. Like chub was bulging out, squishing my boobs. And I was so embarrassed. I was like, bro, there is no way I can be seen like this. It was so embarrassing. I was so ashamed of what I looked like. And it just makes me sad. Like I was, I was so unhappy with who I was and, and my body and I, you know, it was, it's just such like a sad thing for a young child to go through, but it's so hard because there are so many expectations and I'm going to touch in on that later on in the episode, but I definitely think that things got so much worse for me. Like I struggled with this, you know, late primary school all throughout high school, but things got really, 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 really bad for me. And I talked about this in my last episode when my depression got even worse and you know I really 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 started to struggle with my eating I went I got to a point where I would I wouldn't eat for ages and I would feel so nauseous and then I would eat and then I would feel so nauseous like it was a constant cycle and I just couldn't win And every time I did eat, I think I literally ate just like a jam piece of toast. Like that's all I lived on. No wonder I felt like shit because I wasn't feeling my body and I would feel tired all the time because I had no energy. I had no fuel. So it was all connected, but I, I don't know. I just didn't have the motivation to eat. Like I just was like, no, I just can't be fucked. Like it's just going to make me fat. Why the fuck would I want to eat food? You know? So yeah, I, I just, I hated my body and I hated myself more than I ever have in my entire life during that period. 
every single time I would have a shower, I would just examine myself in the mirror, point out the things I hate about myself, point about the point out that I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough. Like why am I even here? Why why bother? Like you know what I mean? I and and it, that's just so like uh, so detrimental. Cuz it it shouldn't be about what you look like. It should be about your ability to do things, enjoying life. Like you're in this body. Okay, you're in it. You can't do anything about it. That's what you look like. Yeah, sure, you can change all the things about yourself. Like you can gain weight, lose weight, tone up, tone down. And you can even, you know, get plastic surgery if you want to, get lip fillers, get eyelash extensions, all this stuff. But really, you can't actually change what you look like. What you look like is what you look like. I can't change the fact that I have hairy arms. I mean, I can, but I also can't. I can shave them, but that is not getting rid of the underlying problem. It's not a problem, but you know what I mean? Like, and I can get laser hair removal. Of course I can, but you know, like, why would I? Why do I have to feel ashamed of what I look like? It's not about what you look like. It's about how you feel every day when you wake up, how you feel going through life, how you feel going through everything. And it's taken me a really, really, really long time to discover that and realize that and accept that. But now that I have, I'm at so much like more peace with life and myself and my body. And I want to talk about now why people especially young people but just everybody in general why we suffer from you know low self-esteem poor body image hating ourselves and the first thing I want to touch on why I feel like this is the case is the influence of societal expectations now when I mean this I'm talking you know celebrities, models, influencers, social media, YouTube, Instagram, all like movies, all this, these people in, in there, you know, they're always slim, beautiful, perfect, thigh gap, long hair, beautiful teeth, beautiful eyes, great eyebrows, hairless, nice lips, big boobs, nice little butt, like, you see this and you're like, shit, I have to look like that. That is what's deemed as beautiful. That's what's deemed as hot. That is what is deemed as the ideal body. And I want to look like that because I want to be as hot as that. That is obviously the societal expectation of what I should look like. So why should I accept anything other than that? And then you spend your whole entire life trying to look like that when it's so unrealistic because these photos, these images, these movies that you're seeing, that person looks like that like probably less than 1% of the time. 99% of the time, they look like the rest of us. They're They're unfiltered. Is that what I'm looking for? You know, they're not perfect. They're not flawless. They're just, they're just human. And what you see on the internet is not real. It's not real life. And especially being exposed to this at such a young age, you're so easily influenced to think that this is everything. Like you have to look like that. You have to be this perfect little picture. And if you're not, then you're an outsider. You don't belong. You're not worthy. You're not good enough. 
in the bin you go you know what I mean like and it's something I definitely like fell to when I was younger I thought that I had to look like that and that's why I was obsessed with being skinny that's why I was obsessed with having a flat stomach because that's what you ever really saw in like movies and online like you saw people looking like that you were like well fuck how am I supposed to be liked how am I supposed to like have boys like me if I look like this so that is definitely a huge thing I think that plays into why young people especially feel insecure even for guys as well though in movies you know they're depicted to be like strong fierce big muscles abs and a lot of the time that's like really 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 hard to get it's not attainable for some people and it's not maintainable for a lot of people and that's okay like I'm really sick of these societal expectations that tell us that we should be a certain way and if we don't fit into that perfect little box we don't belong. We're not good enough. We don't deserve a good life. It's just so fucking dumb. So fucking stupid. I'm so over it. Another thing I think that influences why a lot of people are insecure and like are ashamed of their body is the concept of like if if I was skinny I would be really happy. All my problems would disappear. So then if I'm not skinny, if I don't have a flat stomach, then I, I'm i not allowed to be happy. I don't deserve to be happy to enjoy life if I don't have a flat stomach. And that is 100% that what happened to me. You know, with those with the, that pair of shorts, I, every time I tried them on and they didn't fit, I was like, you're fucking ugly. You're like, what are you doing? Try harder, lose more weight. You're not good enough. You're not worthy. Like you're just a failure. And I used to tell myself that constantly. And then when I got a flat stomach, when I became skinny, the satisfaction lasts for about five minutes. And then I was back to feeling hollow. I was back to feeling broken because being skinny is not ride or die it's not everything it's not the end of the world if you're not like I was so obsessed with that concept that I literally like tried so hard to fit into this perfect little body that I thought that I needed to be and then when I finally got skinny I was like bruh why am I still so fucking depressed why do I still hate myself what am I doing wrong like it doesn't make all your problems go away and Being skinny should not determine your happiness. Your weight should not determine your happiness. Of course, losing weight or gaining weight, depending like where you're at, it can make you feel more confident. It can make you feel stronger, better about yourself. But losing weight or gaining weight, but just like to become skinny and it's it's not going to make you happy because you're not doing it for the right reasons. It's not all about being skinny. It's not all about having a small waist. And that is something I definitely struggled from. It took me a long time to figure out that it, like, it's not going to get me anywhere. My stomach should not determine my happiness. It's just like if you watch a beautiful sunset, are you going to be like, fuck, this sunset would look so much prettier if I had a flat stomach. If you go swimming and you're underwater looking at like all the beautiful coral, are you going to think, shit, like... This would look so much better if I had clear skin, if I didn't have those pimples on my face. Are you going to lie in a, in a field of flowers with them like 
blowing around you and think, oh, if only I had a thigh gap, this would be so much more calm, so much more peaceful, so much more relaxing. Fuck no, absolutely not. Because it doesn't matter. It matters about what you feel in that moment. It matters about how you go through life and how it makes you feel. It doesn't matter about what you look like, about having a small waist, about having a flat stomach, about having a fly, uh, a fly gap, a thigh gap, about having clear skin, about having perfect eyebrows, about having a hairless body. It doesn't matter about that stuff. It matters about what you look like. That's all the superficial shit. It matters about, did I say about what you look like? Well, I meant what you feel like. So again, it took me a very, very, very long time to discover that. But I'm so glad that I've gotten to that point because my life has been so much better since I realized that. The last thing I want to touch on is a women especially, I feel like, we are taught to be appealing to the male gaze. We, like our bodies are, you know, perpetuated to seem like we have to look a certain way to please men, to satisfy them, to, you know, make them feel good. And that leaves you so broken, like so soulless because it's like, what the fuck am I doing this for? I used to really want a flat stomach and a small waist because I was like, well, I obviously want boys to like me. I obviously want them to think I'm hot, to think I'm cute, to think I'm pretty and want, you know, want to hang out with me, have a crush on me. And I thought that obviously if I wasn't, like if I wasn't skinny, if I if I wasn't like that, if I wasn't like the popular girls who were skinny and who were like really pretty, then I wasn't worthy and I wasn't good enough. And it's so dumb because that like where are your motives? You know what I mean? Like you should look good and want to feel good for yourself, not for anybody else. And that where that's where it comes with seeking external validation. But I feel like our whole lives, you know, in like movies and stuff as well, and like social media, we're just taught that we have to look good for guys. And and it's so exhausting. It's so frustrating. Like I just want to look how I want to look. I want to rock, you know, a bit of chub on my stomach. I want to rock my big thighs. I want to rock my hairy arms. You know, I don't want to have to feel bad, be shamed because I don't fit into that little box that pleases men, you know? So yeah, even even I'm sure it works for guys as well. Like I definitely think it does, you know, then with the muscles and not having like and having abs and all that stuff. Like if if we see guys and they don't look like that, you know, a lot of the time it's like, well, I don't want, you know, a nerdy little guy who's like lanky. I want a big, strong, muscly man. So 100% it works both ways. But I also think that the world is, you know, very much about men and there's a... I, and I I could just be biased because I, I'm a woman and I, I've never been in a guy's shoes. Like, I don't understand what it's like for them. 100%, I still think they experience the same thing. But I know that it's very much for women because I've experienced a lot of that. So now I kind of want to touch on what got me through this. What got me through my poor self-esteem and my struggles. The first thing, number one, biggest thing. And I talked about this in my last episode. It's like... It's the gym. I I really like it is. I can't say, 
you know, like the gym has helped me so much. It's literally changed my whole mindset. And I could not be more thankful that I have found the gym and I started going. You know, I used to go with the idea that I want to be skinny. And at that time, you know, I had broken up with my ex-boyfriend. I was like, oh, revenge body, like Shelby's missing out on. Let's get skinnier and all this stuff. And then as I started going more, I started going up weights, making more progress every single week. And I got to the point where I was like, I want to look good for myself. I want to be strong for myself because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel powerful. It makes me feel capable. And like my whole mindset changed and I no longer was fixed on the idea of being skinny because I didn't care about that anymore. I cared about feeling good in myself and feeling good about my ability to do things. And strength for me just like, it made me feel that way. So 100% the gym has like changed my whole concept on just everything. And, you know, when I was back in Melbourne, I, and like in my first gap year, which was last year, I was very much obsessed with gym. I would go like four to five times a week. I was taking creatine. I was taking pre-workout. I just lived at the gym. I loved the gym. Basically, I lived and breathed the gym. And then ever since moving up here, like I still have a gym membership. I still go, but I go a lot less because now I'm prioritizing going on walks, going on runs, doing yoga, swimming. Every time I go on my pool, I do a couple laps of the pool. Like I'm I'm experimenting with all different movement opportunities because like I feel like my time at the like full time at the gym has passed because it's done for me what I needed it to do. And I still go, I'm still building that strength, but I'm experimenting with other, you know, exercise outlets because they make me feel good and and it's fun and I like experimenting with other options. So even if the gym doesn't work for you, try something else out. Like I'm not saying that the gym, that's, you know, you have to do that. You have to go, you have to lift weights and that's going to, that's going to help you because everybody's different. I'm just sharing my experience and If it's not the gym for you, then it could be swimming. It could be riding. It could be yoga. It could be Pilates. Like it could literally be be anything. You just have to experiment it for yourself and find out because you're never going to know if you never try. So 100% I recommend trying something out like that and just getting stronger for yourself. The next thing I did that has helped me is... The concept of being neutral with my body. Now, let me explain this a little bit more. I feel like there's been a really big movement these days to, you know, love yourself, love your body, love everything about yourself, you know, let's promote self-love. And I 100% agree. I think it's so important. And I obviously love myself now and I never used to. So I, I hold that like deep within my heart. But I think that the 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 idea of loving yourself constantly is really 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 difficult. It's really hard. It's overwhelming. And I I found it very difficult to do that because your body is like always changing. It's constantly fluctuating, you know, weight gain, weight loss, acne, clear skin, bloating, feeling slim like it's constantly changing and it's so hard to love every single part like all the changing 
Because you could love yourself when you wake up in the morning. That you're, you're your slimmest self, you know, you're like, oh, yeah, she is a fire. Like, you can look in the mirror and think you're literally the, like, hottest person ever. And then by the end of the night when you've had, like, all these meals and you're feeling really bloated and you look in the mirror, like, and, you know, I feel like for me, if I tried to look in the mirror after I'm really, really, really bloated and convince myself that I'm still the hottest person alive, I just, I would be lying to myself. So I've come to the conclusion that for me, being neutral with my body works the best. And for that, 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 that looks like for me, why did I have to say that so many times? That looks like for me, you know, on bad days I have, I accept it. I'm like, yeah, this is what I look like. Can't change anything about that. I know I'm going to have bad days. I know I'm going to feel bloated sometimes and that's okay. It's normal. My body is working in a healthy way. I'm grateful that it's doing this. I don't have to love my body in that state right now, but I know that it's normal and I know that I'm not always going to look like this and I know that I'm going to be able to bounce back eventually. Like I'm not going to stay like this forever. Yes, I may be bloated, but this is not what I'm going to look like forever. And I'm able to really, you know, like be there for myself and comfort myself and just be neutral with it. Like, yes, I know I don't love this right now, but we'll, we'll get back to feeling like a, like a badass bitch and that's okay. And on days when I feel fucking hot and I feel great in myself, yes, I demonstrate self-love because I do love myself in those points. But I think that for some people, it's really hard to love yourself all the time. And I just think that being neutral is really important. I definitely don't think that talking negatively to yourself is ever a good thing. So when I'm neutral to myself, I never say anything negative. Well, obviously it's hard to say never because sometimes, you know, those thoughts do creep in, but I try not to. And I try to just remind myself that my body lets me like live life. It lets me see all these beautiful things. And yes, even though I am bloated, that's not going to mean that that sunrise isn't going to be as beautiful. So yeah, that's been a huge one for me. Another thing is I no longer feel the need to seek external validation. I couldn't give two fucking shits about what you think about my body. Two fucking shits if guys think I'm hot. I don't care. It's literally not about that. If you like me, if you like my personality, if you like who I am, then that's all that matters. You're not going to care about what I look like. It's just the same for me. I value people as people. I value their personality. I value how they make me feel, not what they look like. It doesn't matter about that. And, you know, I don't care about, like, guys calling me hot and sexy and beautiful anymore because I don't need that because I know. I know that I feel good in myself and I know that I think those things about myself so I don't need that from anybody else. If you are insecure, if you're if you have low self-esteem, then you're going to feel the need to to get that. And that's 100% what I used to experience. When I used to go out clubbing, this was when I was freshly 18, I used to you know, go there to hook up with guys, you know, you go there, you get drunk, you have a boogie and then you hook up with guys. That is the culture of clubbing. And I used to feel so shit if guys didn't approach me and want to hook up with me, if, like if they were approaching, you know, my friends and they didn't approach me, I would be like, what the fuck's wrong with me? I'm not worthy. This guy that I don't even know doesn't want to kiss me. So what the fuck's wrong with me? But like, 
that's so like far from the truth. First of all, a lot of the time it's just luck. Second of all, it has no like representation of who you are. What like when you think about it, do I actually want these like sloppy drunk guys to come up to me and want to kiss me and dance with me? Not really, no. Like, yeah, a couple times here and there is fun, but like I should be going out because I want to have fun with my friends, because I want to dance, because I want to have a boogie, because I just want to have a good time. I shouldn't be going out because I need a guy to make me feel better. No. If you're doing that, you need to do some work within yourself and realize that you are fucking hot. You are amazing. You are awesome. You are worthy. You don't need a guy to tell you that. It I, actually breaks my heart that people still feel that way. You don't need anybody else to tell you that. Work like do some work within yourself and then you'll realize that yourself is the only hype person you will ever need and I went out clubbing the other weekend I fucking hate clubbing I would not go unless it's for a special occasion but I went the other weekend because my friend visited me from Melbourne and it was my birthday so we went to surfers oh surfers was intense I'm not gonna lie to you it was crazy it that clubbing scene is so different from Melbourne But yeah, we went there and, you know, I was vibing. I was dancing. I was having a boogie. I didn't care about anybody else around me. And I finally realized I was like, I've like done it. I've gotten to the point where I just don't care about male validation because I, you know, I struggled with that a lot last year when I went, I was going out a lot and I struggled with it a lot because I don't know. I just hadn't learned about it yet, but sorry about that. Just a little hiccup. I am. I 100% have done a lot of growing in the past couple of months and and when I went out and I realized that I was like this is great like this this is awesome I don't care about anybody else I'm just having fun and it was a really 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 good feeling so definitely putting seeking external validation from other people especially boys or even if you're a guy from girls in the bin that's so 2020 Next thing I feel like that's helped me is not seeing exercise as a chore, but rather something that makes me feel good. I feel like this is something a lot of people struggle with. They're like, oh, fuck, I have to exercise. Like, I have to go for a run. I have to go for a walk. I have to go to the gym Oh, because I want to be skinny. But you should be viewing it as, oh, it's, you know, it's time to go for a run. It's time to go to the gym because, you know, it makes me feel good. I want to move my body. It makes me feel healthy and happy and and strong and confident in my own skin. And obviously, I feel like starting out is always hard. You're going to feel that way. You're going to have no motivation. You're going to feel like it's a chore. And to some extent, it's almost normal to feel that way sometimes because you're not always going to be motivated. But I feel like there's a difference between mindset and like being exhausted and tired rather than feeling like it's a chore kind of thing and but once you start you'll get addicted to the high of it and how good it makes you feel and then you'll be like shit I don't want to stop like I want to keep feeling this way forever so yeah definitely changing my way of viewing exercise was huge for me another thing not weighing myself I got rid of the scales. I realized that life is so much more than worrying about how heavy I am because obviously if I'm going to the gym and I'm getting stronger, I'm going to gain more muscle. My weight is going to go up like it's going to increase. That's a given. And I just got to a point where I just didn't fucking care. 
I got so much stronger and I had like I feel the best in my skin that I've ever felt even though I've gained more weight like my scale number is going to be higher but it doesn't determine anything this is what I'm trying to say like your the number on the scale means nothing it doesn't it is it isn't a representation of you it is a rep, is isn't a representation of how good of a person you are of of how much you deserve to be happy it literally means nothing and and it took me it from going from like such a young age where the number on, your, on the scale was like such an important thing to now like I'm so proud of that progress because you know it is a hard thing to accept don't get me wrong but once you do accept it life is fucking great like it really doesn't matter about the number on the scale and the last thing I want to touch on is getting rid of these fucking societal expectations I don't want to look that way for you. I want to look a certain way for me because it makes me feel good. And the gym has 100% helped me with that. I no longer have the obsession to have a flat stomach and be really skinny. I, I want to be strong. I want to feel good in my body. And that's all that matters to me. And... I feel like, you know, I used to see all these, you know, models and influencers and in movies and celebrities, you know, you see them in photos and videos and and they're they're looking like flawless and perfect and what the like ideal body would be. And, you know, you see them happy, you see them having a good time and you're like, well, I want to have fun like that. I want to be happy like that. And that's a great marketing strategy. Like, obviously, they're not going to show them being sad and gloomy because then you wouldn't want to look like that. But I learned about this in school. It's the same thing in like um, commercials with, you know, food like Hungry Jacks or KFC or, you know, Coca-Cola. They... They're usually being eaten when they're like, having fun with friends, laughing, doing a fun activity or something like that. So then it makes you want to eat that food. It makes you want to drink that drink because you want to have that experience. It's the same thing with like body image. They look like that. They're having the time of their lives. They have a great group of friends. If I look like that, I can have the same experience. And I used to 100% believe that. And, you know that comes down to the societal expectations but like it doesn't that is not going to determine your happiness and I'm just so over that fucking concept of having a flat stomach and being skinny because life is so much more than being skinny I will repeat this phrase until the day I die it's about what like how you feel not what you look like how you feel every day when you wake up, how you feel going through all the emotions of life, not what you look like. Beauty is not on the surface. Like it's not just about that. It's about like your soul and your personality. If you're a good person, I honestly think that's all that matters. And I feel like we really need to wake up and realize that, that, you know, we're, why are we all being so superficial? There's so much more than worrying about, you know, the size of your waist, the size of your clothes. And I am so happy that I've gotten to the point in my life through all these things that I've listed 
that I'm just happy with who I am. Yes, I have a bit of cheese. I don't have a flat stomach, but I'm okay with that because I feel the best I ever have. And I'm like the fittest and the strongest I ever have been. And it's just great. It's great to feel this way about my body and myself. So I hope you guys enjoyed what I had to say in this episode and that you're related to it. I helped you guys in any way. If you want to, you know, send me a DM and we can chat about the episode, chat about anything to do with it or your experience with it or just, you know, feedback you have, let me know. Um, episode, what am I even trying to say right now? <laughs> I've lost my train of thought. Instagram at Let's Peel and Heal. Check it out. Even if you just want to stay updated with the podcast. So make sure you do that. Also, don't be afraid to leave a review on this podcast. I would love to know your thoughts and feels about it. But other than that, guys, enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you all next week. Also, you're doing a great job. You're exactly where you need to be. Don't stress. You have your whole life to figure out what you're doing. You're doing great and you're fucking awesome. I'll see you next week. <laughs>